Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network, our own Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But some of you are actually watching on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. It's December the 11th. 2023. I want to thank the title sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors, the Foundation, uh, formerly known as the Foundation for Mississippi Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. They're the only outdoor foundation that directly supports the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. And also, more recently, the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources was also added to the area of, uh, of giving for the foundation. So, foundations expanding under terrific leadership. They've never been more aligned than they are today, and I'm thrilled to, to be associated with them. By the way, the views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. When it comes to the outdoors and outdoors issues, you can count on me to say what needs to be said. Hey, you can tell I'm a little under the weather today. I, I went, I had a, a hunt of a lifetime last Wednesday. We'll talk more about that in a second. But uh, my friend Jake Carter was with me. I call him my hunting son. He had the sniffles. And uh, we didn't think twice about it. We had a great hunt, came home. He went to get tested for COVID. He has COVID. And so uh, uh, subsequently, I was going downhill fast and ended up in bed for three days. And this is the first kind of morning I've been up and feel pretty good, actually. So maybe I've turned the corner and, and we, we, we move forward. But I wouldn't trade last week for anything. It was just an incredible day in the outdoors. I want to I want to share something with you. You heard me read this maybe yeah maybe a month five weeks ago, but it really is sort of is the theme for Super Talk Outdoors, and it's going to be sort of the basis for the conversation that I'm about to have. So let me let me share what I wrote and posted at the uh, Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page, and here it is: the Mississippi hunting tradition is about bonding with family members and strengthening relationships. It's about providing an opportunity for generations to come together to share experiences and pass down knowledge and skills from one generation to the next. Trips to hunting grounds involve storytelling and laughing uncontrollably. It's about teaching valuable life lessons and a respect for nature and instilling a sense of safety and responsibility in each other and our kids and grandkids. And it's about a year-round appreciation for our outdoors landscapes and deeply understanding how those landscapes define us. This is hunting. Um, I am thrilled to have my next guest, or my first guest, actually, 
Andy Gibson, who's the commissioner for Mississippi Department of Agriculture and Commerce, and a good friend, someone I really enjoy spending time with. Andy, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, Ricky, and hope you get to feeling 100% today. I hope you do. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you, man. I think, babe, ho- hope to good, goodness I've, uh, I've turned the corner. But, you know, the show must go on, and uh, I love doing this show because it gives me the opportunity to talk to people like you and celebrate the incredible outdoors heritage we have in this state. Man, we are lucky. And, and you and I have chatted about this before, about Mississippi being the capital of the outdoors in America. But, man, this is a special place, isn't it? And a special time of year. We, we really are blessed. We're blessed in so many ways. And we start thinking about that at Thanksgiving and we count our blessings. And uh, agriculturally, we've got such diversity. If it can be grown, we grow it better than anybody else right here in Mississippi. And that, that ties right into the wildlife as well because uh, we have such uh, biodiversity. Uh, if, if you're into the outdoors, whether it's hunting or fishing or just uh, enjoying the beauty of the outdoors, whatever you're looking for, it's right here in Mississippi. So we have definitely been abundantly blessed, and we can thank the Lord for all those blessings. Well, listen, as you uh, as you contemplate the, the uh, harvest season that sort of comes to an end as we enter into hunting season, you look back on this harvest season, and man, I'm hearing just great stories all across the state. It was we we needed a good year, didn't we? We did, and you know we have had one of the worst droughts that we have ever experienced, at least since the the 1980s. We know it was at least that bad, but yet, uh, as you know, in the Delta, we're blessed with abundant water. That's another blessing that we have, and so a lot of the farmers in the Delta who were able to irrigate their crops are, are reporting really great harvest in terms of uh, cotton and and soybeans and uh, other crops. So I, I'm really excited about uh, seeing those final results. Uh, but we got to understand there are some areas where there was not irrigation and a lot of those crops burn up because of the drought. But at the same time, uh, we can all be thankful that our farmers have persevered through this. And we're looking forward to, to seeing the results of harvest and the Getting ready uh, and thanking the Lord for the rain that we're getting right now. But getting ready, I'm already thinking. I'm talking to farmers now about what they're planting uh, in the spring. So it's it's a continuous cycle. This is a great break in that cycle that we can enjoy the great outdoors and go hunting and, and make those yeah. family memories. And, and we'll uh, we'll get back to, to the outdoor tradition here in a second. But I am curious about you and I have discussed this before. But the uh, the Ukrainian war and all the unrest around around the world it has this sort of dynamic effect on on prices the farmers are constantly thinking about okay what is my crop going to be and it hasn't you know the, the mix has been different the last couple of years do you expect that to change next year or it still be kind of up in the air well uh, it's definitely it's definitely going to change in some respect uh, the things that are happening around the world with uh, the pressures being brought to uh, Taiwan, for example, by China, and the the pressures that are being brought to Ukraine by Russia, the war that's ongoing, where Ukraine is really the breadbasket of Europe, and that has had a huge impact on the the demand for our our, uh, uh, grain crops here in, in America. And then you've got this ongoing Middle East conflict that's affecting everybody and the uncertainty there. So yeah, uh, there is no crystal ball that anybody can look into and see exactly what's going to be the best uh, mix this year. But well, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, Mississippi is so blessed that we can really grow whatever the demand is. And so we have farmers who've done this for many, many years. They can look ahead and 
whether it's uh, planting a little more cotton this year or a little less or uh, soybeans. We've seen a huge uptick in demand for, for soybeans, and as a result, prices have gone up. And in the last three or four years, uh, soybeans have done something they had not done before, and that is surpassed the market value in Mississippi of our of our uh, uh, wood products. Wood products, forest products, has always been their number two commodity, but soybeans came in at number two for the last two or three years due to this global shift and demand of uh, additional grain and, and grain products. So I think... Uh, I, I cannot tell you. I know I can't tell you what uh, the future is going to hold, but I think farmers and the experts that look at this will be able to, to come up with a, a mix of what seed to put in the ground. And, and by then, we believe we'll have enough moisture that everybody can get busy and, and have an abundant uh, 2024. Yeah, listen, listen you can literally hear, hear the ground sucking up the rain. <laughs> <laughs> As it comes in, yeah. in areas that usually hold water on the farms that I'm involved with, um, it, it just soaks it up. But, I mean, it's it's going to take a pretty good amount of rain to get things back where they were, isn't it? It, it is. We're not, we're not uh, over this yet. We are getting good rains. We had a great rain over the weekend that passed through with some storms, unfortunately. But uh, we, we're thankful for the rain, and we're looking forward to, to seeing that accumulate over the, the winter months. And... You know, before you know it, we'll be looking at planting season again. But uh, our, our farmers have this down to a, to a fine art, and they uh, are going to make the most of this. And and uh, with the with the rainfall that's coming, we're going to have a good planting season, I'm sure. You know, the average Mississippian, I don't think, fully appreciates the roles that farmers are playing. Mississippi farmers are playing in the world economy. It's um, it's, it's it's extreme, isn't it? It is. I, I get the privilege of representing Mississippi all over the world. And I want you to know and all our listeners to know uh, Mississippi is viewed as a worldwide leader when it comes to production of agricultural products, food products, uh, fiber. Uh, we are we have that reputation. We, we're not uh, viewed in a negative connotation at all around the world. We're viewed in a very favorable light because the people around the world know they depend on our farmers and American agriculture to feed their people. And uh that's why when, when we make trade uh, missions overseas, uh, I tell them I'm from Mississippi, and they all immediately smile because they know our reputation of production of cotton and corn, soybeans, and not only that, but our, our, our great uh, specialty crops and livestock, uh, beef, cattle. All, we have a good reputation. We should be proud of that, that we are feeding and clothing not only ourselves, but literally people all around the world. As a matter of fact, one out of every three acres of production in Mississippi is destined for an international markets. So that's how important it is that uh, we maintain those good relationships. We continue to provide our local food, but we also have the privilege of uh, growing the economy for the state of Mississippi and, and selling to other nations around the world. My friend Jake and his dad, Rick, are, have gotten into Wagyu beef. In, yeah. Uh, Big time. I'm familiar with them. Yeah, I know that's really, really popular. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Andy Gibson, and we're going to talk about the hunting, Mississippi hunting tradition, and what it means to them. We'll be back after this.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 55. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 31. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 59. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 35. And a look to Wednesday, partly sunny conditions, high near 60 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production, and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North, Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. How can RJ Young help you? With digital communications, managed IT services, business process outsourcing, and office equipment and technology, RJ Young is your source for the technology solutions that power your business. For more information and a quick demo of the modern office and how it's increasing efficiency and bottom lines of businesses across the country, visit us at themodernoffice.com. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialists. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialists has been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialists, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Service Specialists with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, Oxford, and now open. In Columbus. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Andy Gibson. And uh, always, Andy, as we chat during the breaks, it's always a great time to catch up with you. It is a beautiful time of the year in Mississippi, and the, and the hunting tradition in Mississippi is sort of what, for, at least for people who enjoy the outdoors the way we do, it's um, kind of a defining time of the year. It's the time you take a deep breath. It's the time you, you get closer to God and family and friends. Um, you got a rich tradition in your family as well, don't you? 
Yeah, we do. I was privileged to grow up. Uh, we grew up on a small farm here in central Mississippi. And uh, always uh, this time of year, my dad would get us boys together and say, let's go, let's go hunting. Whether it was uh, hunting for squirrels in the in the woods, or whether it was uh, quail hunting, which we continue both of those today with our with my children, uh, or deer hunting, we we love to get outdoors, and it's as much about uh, family and uh, making those memories and just spending time together. You know, time is such a valuable asset. I think we take it for granted, but we all have twenty four hours a day. How we use that is is the best investment decision that we ever get to make and uh, this is the time we can really focus on spending that time with our family and my, my members of my with my dad and with uh, my brothers I have two brothers and we just grew up doing a little bit of everything this time of year we we, uh, we look back and as we get together at the holidays and think about some of those memories and and now uh, my wife Les and I have two sons and two daughters and all four of them are great outdoor enthusiasts and love to get out in the woods and hunt and uh, we, we love to take them because, again, it's, it's that investment of time that makes all the difference for our families uh, at this time of year. Listen, I have a son who lives in New York City, and um, if it weren't for fishing and hunting that he loves, uh, the times that we, I mean, we would still, you know, he, his mother and I talk to him every at least every other day on FaceTime and all that. That's the beauty of new technology. But he can't wait to get home next Sunday, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time with the family, and then we're headed to the Delta to right. spend some quality time together. But you know, if, this is you think about brain drain. A lot of a lot of kids have had to you know, too many. Let's put it that way. Have had to move away to pursue their careers. What a great way to bring them back home. Hunting hunting's that glue that bring keeps families together, isn't it? It is. And on our on our farm where, where we live today. Uh, uh, my my son, one of my sons, has really taken interest in managing our farm with a view to wildlife habitat. And so he has, for example, we cleared a tract of land of all the pine trees off of it uh, a couple of years ago, and he replanted that in native prairie grass and in uh, wildflowers for the for quail. And we actually now have quail uh, cubbies that are, that are over there. I can hear him calling for the first time in in decades, actually. So uh, it's, that that is a, a key part of what it means to be a conservationist. As farmers are the original conservationists, this next generation, I think, this is an opportunity for them to to stay involved and to to keep hunting and and fishing. He likes to manage our our pond as well. He loves to bass fish, but uh, all of our kids love to do it. But uh, this son that I'm talking about, he just he lives and breathes it every day. What can we do to improve habitat on the place? And uh, I think. If I had to guess, he'll probably find a career doing that some way or another. You're describing my son Jordan, who he went to Ole Miss Law School, and uh, he, you know, he's a good lawyer and a wonderful father. But he loves the outdoors, hunting and fishing. And when you're describing your son, you're describing my son Jordan. He he can't get enough of it. That that's for sure. You know, if you think about some people would suggest who don't understand, but this is reality, would suggest we not teach our kids gun safety, mm. would not teach our kids how to hunt in the outdoors. Anyone who thinks that doesn't fully appreciate the kind of responsible adults that we're creating from 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 teaching them those activities. It's amazing that some people are opposed to that, isn't it? It is. You know, that's that, that uh, I guess it's a form of the woke culture that's out there wherever they are. 
We hope they'll stay wherever they are and stay out of Mississippi because we, we love to hunt and fish and we love to, to teach our kids that. We What we do have, we have to be very cognizant now that a lot of our young people are growing up in uh, suburbs and they, they, they didn't grow up on a farm, so they, they may not have uh, had the opportunity that, that, that I had to grow up on a farm to go hunting basically every afternoon or morning as the, the, as the weather would dictate. But taking those young people under our wing and teaching them and taking them hunting is, is a great opportunity uh, for, for, for dads and for moms out there. Don't miss this opportunity at this time of year to cultivate that, uh, that sense of responsibility and appreciation for the great outdoors because it is about conservation. And uh, hunting, using the firearm, is a skill that uh, these, these young people will take with them for the rest of their lives and hopefully will pass it on to the next generation. And it's, uh, it's a critical part to maintaining and conserving our habitat, our wildlife here in Mississippi, and includes our deer population. We, we, we've seen, uh, the, I heard uh, Director Posey talk not long ago about the need to really, we need to focus on harvesting uh, this year because in some areas there is an overpopulation and we, we need to, to take advantage of that. What better way to do it than to get a young person involved in hunting in, uh, in the great outdoors? Hey, listen, uh, you had the opportunity to travel all over the all over the state. And so when I wrote about it's the time of year for us to really appreciate the outdoors landscapes that are part of Mississippi and deeply appreciate how they define us. You've seen those landscapes. We it, this is a diverse state, isn't it? It is uh, hardwood bottoms and, and uh, pine forests and mixed woods and rolling prairies and uh, you know acres and acres of agriculture production fields uh, that that many places in, in our country don't have, but we have it all right here in Mississippi. Uh, you know our, our our public lands that the wildlife department does a great job managing. Uh, what a great asset and. and so many people uh, who, who are out there may not know about the, those opportunities, and I, I encourage them to get out and, and explore the the, uh, the great outdoors. And, you know, make sure that they have a chance to plug into what's going on the, the good things of Mississippi hunting this time of year. I had a guest from South Africa join me, and he said, "Boy, America, especially here in Mississippi, from where you're sitting now, you're probably about ten minutes from public ground where you can go enjoy it." Yeah. And that is a unique thing, something we really take for granted, isn't it? It's an asset we have that uh, yeah, most places in the world don't have. I, I, I went on a trip to Europe uh, earlier this year, and uh, they told me over there, there is really no more hunting. Uh, and, and in some of the countries, they ban firearms and ban private ownership of guns, which is, is so ridiculous. But uh, we're, we're blessed in America. We're blessed in Mississippi to not have not only the right, but the opportunities to go out and, and go hunting. And uh, take your family. Nothing better than getting the family involved. Hey, listen, uh, we're about out of time, but uh, what's the holidays look like for you and your family? Well, um, I had uh, we had one of our get-togethers with my side of the family. My brother came in town from Texas, and uh, we got together, and we're going to go visit my wife's side of the family. And then Christmas Day, uh, I'm going to be on our farm at our home, and I normally fry two, at least two turkeys. We become a two turkey family. <laughs> I do that outside, and, and we'll go hunting uh, Christmas Eve, and, uh, and and maybe even Christmas Day, depending on the weather. But it's all about family and making those memories and enjoying 
and the, the sights, the smells, the sounds of God's beautiful creation outdoors. That's beautifully said. Look, um, as you take a deep breath and get ready for next year, I bet there's been a lot of planning for 2024 already. Yeah. But there is. You know, we've got a lot of work to do in 2024. Our leg- we've got a new legislature coming to town. We're, the governor has been reelected, and we'll continue working with Governor Reeves and the legislature, Lieutenant Governor uh, Delbert Oseman, and our new speaker, Jason White. Uh, all of them, I know, are great supporters of the outdoors and, and the right to hunt and fish in Mississippi. And a lot of good things on the horizon, I think, for Mississippi. And uh, for me... We're going to get busy with the Dixie National Rodeo here in February. So that's that's the first thing on our agenda come January. That rodeo and people's understanding of rodeos has really taken off, hasn't it? Well, yeah. And I, I can only attribute it to the Yellowstone series of, of television because uh, we have more interest now in rodeo than we've ever seen before. We've had three back-to-back records of the Dixie National Rodeo, which is the largest rodeo east of the Mississippi River right here in Mississippi, right here on the state fairgrounds. So we're going to do it again in uh, February. The, some of the events around that will kick up in January with a cutting horse show. So I invite anybody that's out there to, to join us for a great time for the Dixie National. L.A. County in California banned rodeo. Uh, we're, and... never, we're never going to be California. <laughs> we're never going to ban rodeo in Mississippi. Well, there, the, the piece that I read was a news piece that said uh, good news for rodeo the, the uh, commission in L.A. has decided to take it under advisement, this decision they had made to, to ban radio. But, man, they don't, you know, it's amazing how people don't get it, isn't it? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How, how can you ban a sport? All, the original American sport is rodeo. And people need to remember that. It's a great sport, a great competition. And these uh, young men and women who compete, they put it all on the line, and it's all about agriculture. So we're going to keep it yeah. front and center here in Mississippi. Well, Andy Gibson, uh, uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. Have a great holiday, you and your family. You too, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. God bless y'all. Uh, you bet, you bet. Hey, when we come back, we have William McKinley, head of the deer program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We're going to hear, hear the latest we we'll see after this break. Mississippi. Those that are truly serious about their health have counted on Specialty Pharmacy for all their vitamin and herbal supplement needs for over 25 years. They sell only the purest grade of supplements with no binders, fillers, or colorants. Behind Primo's Cafe off Lakeland Drive in Flowood, Specialty Pharmacy, feel your best. Callaway's is the most complete Christmas store around. Stop by and take advantage of our specials. We have a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands, all 30% off. Along with our Christmas ribbons, angels, Santas, water lanterns, and ornaments, all 20% off. Callaway's has a large selection of poinsettias, along with fresh-cut Christmas trees, fresh Christmas wreaths, and garlands. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Calloway's has a large selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, and color plants. We have a large selection of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all on sale. Calloway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Don't forget to stop by and visit Calloway's Christmas store, and be sure to take advantage of our specials. Calloway's Christmas is a family tradition. Calloway's Gladstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Calories is, Calories is, everything for home and garden, that's what Calories is. 
Dependable Pest Service is searching for an experienced pest technician, offering excellent pay and benefits, including health insurance, retirement, and bonuses. At least one year of pest control experience is desired. More info can be found on the careers page at dependablepest.net. Do you wish there was a quick and easy way to restore your hair loss without painful injections or needles? If so, then TED Hair Restoration is the perfect solution for you. Ridgeland Medical Clinic's trained professionals offer state-of-the-art technology to restore your hair without the need for any needles or injections. This painless needle-free hair restoration procedure is quick, efficient, and will have you seeing results in a fraction of the time compared to traditional methods. TED Hair Restoration. Visit our website or call us today for a free consultation at Ridgeland Medical clinic. Martin Luther first introduced lighted candles on the Christmas tree in Germany to show his children what stars looked like at night in the forest. Today, the brightest stars might be found under the tree. Hi, I'm John Albritton. At Albritton's, you'll find a dazzling selection of rubies, emeralds, sapphires, and diamonds. Fabulous, precious gemstones in your choice of settings. Shopping at Albritton's Jewelers is a holiday tradition. This year, make it yours. Albritton's since 1920, still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Albritton's Jewelers Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Six people have been taken into custody following an undercover operation in North Mississippi to curb human trafficking. According to the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, special agents conducted Operation Blue Christmas in Tupelo in late November. The operation led to the arrest of 64-year-old Dwight Rails, 55-year-old Richard Rory, 50-year-old Jason Folks, 47-year-old Travis McCraw, 40-year-old Tyler Dyer, and 23-year-old Christian Lampkin. For more information on the arrest, visit supertalk.fm. A missing Jones County five-year-old and his dog were located and brought to safety after a search over the weekend. Deputies say Silas Nichols and his dog Kubota went missing from a home on Aletta Drive in the Pleasant Ridge community on Saturday just after 2.15 p.m. The two were located by Jones County Deputy Jardian McDonald in a wooded area around one mile away about an hour after the search began. The child and the dog have since been reunited with their family. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. It's that time of the year again. Soon the weather will be getting colder, and like my family and I, hunters will be heading to the woods. I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, and we want to keep you safe this season and help prevent tree stand injuries. Some important tree stand safety tips to remember include maintain three points of contact going up and down the tree, use a haul line, and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. Tree stand safety is no accident. This message is brought to you by the Traumatic Brain Injury and Spinal Cord Injury Trust Fund Program. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. Just like that muddy river moving slow. 
Check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and now available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed that conversation with Andy Gibson. You know, Andy is a is a a really, really dedicated commissioner of agriculture and commerce. And uh, he's someone who's out there visiting in rural parts of the state, seems like just about every day, uh, certainly understands farmers and outdoorsmen, and it's always good to kind of touch base with him and see what the latest is in his world. Uh, now let's shift gears and move over to William McKinley. He's the deer program coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And someone I really, really enjoy spending time with because he has a lot of responsibility when it comes to making sure we have a healthy herd of deer in the state. So without any further ado, let me welcome William back to the Super Talk Outdoors. How you doing, William? I'm great, Ricky. Good morning. So you're a little under weather. I'm I'm battling a little case of COVID, unfortunately. You don't have COVID, but uh, it sounds like you're 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 hanging in there. Yeah, I, I'm attributing just to a sinus infection, no fever, but just just not great. But uh, and man, the weather's so nice to to be sick. It's highs in the fifties. It was 27 at my house this morning. Heavy frost. It's it's one of those mornings that I felt like I ought to be in the woods. My buddy Mark Creech is up hunting and on one of the farms that I lease up in the Mississippi Delta, and he sent me a picture. And it was a picture of frost on the ground, and then he sent a series of videos of deer out gallivanting. Um, just kind of Rubbing perfect salt condition. in your wounds. <laughs> Say it again? Rubbing salt in your wounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. He's there, and I'm, I'm on the coast trying to heal myself. Um, listen, we'll get, we'll get in a minute to uh, how this deer season is going. But, I'm, but I, you know, we have to start with the important news and that is that you actually found a chronic wasting disease uh, positive test in Harrison County. That's that's a first. Yes, it is. Uh, in fact, that's over 150 miles from any known positive, Ricky. And it just shows that this disease is likely in a lot of places where we haven't found it yet, and it could pop up anywhere. So we we encourage people to get their deer tested. So in the case in the case of the counties that you guys have known about. Um, are you seeing an increased likelihood that you're going to see more positives? Is that what you're seeing, more positives? <clears throat> we are, and it's unfortunate, but once the disease reaches a threshold, it continues to increase. It begins to rise exponentially. Uh, this year, um, so far, we have 37 positives, uh, and Benton County, Mississippi, is certainly leading that with 22 positives Uh we're running about one in three bucks in Benton County are testing positive this year. And that's up from one in five bucks last year and one in seven the year before. So, uh, unfortunate the disease. The only, what we desire to do is find it early so that we have some chances at managing it and preventing that exponential increase. One of the, one of the things you and I have talked about before, we won't spend too much time on it. We'll get to the good news here shortly, but the, the interesting thing about this disease is it's so slow. It's just so incredibly slow in uh, developing and in spreading. 
Mm-hmm. It gives naysayers an opportunity to push back and say it's always been here and we shouldn't pay, you know, shouldn't worry about it, survival, survival of the fittest and all of that. But it's been proven from what we've learned across the United States that containment is our really big tool. And if we don't take containment seriously, we'll have significant spread faster. And it's just something we've got to stay focused on, isn't it, William? It is. And that always been here argument, Benton County was one of our most sampled counties in the early 2000s. We sampled hundreds of deer. Now if we sample three or four, we find a positive in the north end of the county. So it's it's very clearly spreading. And the science shows that if you find it early, you've got some chances at keeping it low. Other states have shown that. But if you find it and it's already well-established, um, you're – Options for mitigating the disease are are quite limited. So, look, one of the things that you urged us to consider, and that is that, well, we're doing a great job of passing on deer. We're, we're doing a great job of growing big bucks. But when you have a commitment to growing big bucks and passing on deer, what ends up happening is you're not killing enough deer. You're not killing enough does especially. And so having population density is not a good good sort of uh, benchmark for for reducing the spread of CWD, is it? It's not, but it's also not good for a lot of factors. You know, going to agriculture, your previous guest there, uh, Commissioner Gibson, you know, we're getting a lot of complaints on agriculture from too many deer out there. We get complaints from cities. Uh, bottom line is we need this deer herd to be a little lower than it is right now, and it's then we can actually grow some, which we're growing some really great deer this year. Uh, but it could be even better. So, are there programs out there? Look, here, here's what here's one thing I hear. Like, if you, if we've got to go take thirty does off a piece of property, we don't know what to do with the does. I mean, we've we've taken all the meat we can take, and all our friends are taking all the meat they can take. What do you do then? That's a good question, Ricky. Um, so. The Mississippi Wildlife Federation uh, has a program called Hunter's Harvest. There are numerous processors. Hunters can go on that website, find a processor near them. If it's not one near them, uh, another great avenue are local churches. I know a lot of people in churches are, you got, you know, bottom line, they can find avenues for that venison. So I encourage people, don't let that be a hindrance to you harvesting deer. Just go out and do a little homework before you go hunting and find out what you're going to do with that venison. Yeah, that's really that's really good advice for sure. <clears throat> so uh, we're getting into uh, rut. Uh, it's dynamic. Uh, I, know, I know that my experience has been terrific, but what are you hearing across the state? Uh, North Mississippi, northwest Mississippi especially, that's our our first area of the state to come into peak rut. We're just past peak when you get into uh, Cahoma, Tunica, DeSoto, that area of the world. And so, honestly, in my experience of hunting and managing, the best time to harvest a, a really older, mature buck is right after peak rut. So that week or two immediately after the peak, so they're in prime time up there. Uh, those bucks have had a doe now for a couple of weeks. They're out looking for another. And one of the misunderstandings of rut, we, we say a peak rut and we'll give you a day or two, but it's really over a several week window. So you get a few start to come in, then more, then it kind of peaks over a week, week and a half. 
And then it starts going back the other way. Well, once that buck has had a girl by his side now for about four weeks, he's actively looking after that peak. So they really respond to rattling well then too. But uh, from a rut perspective, we're just about to come in around kind of north central Mississippi. We're coming into that just about to begin peak, say Grenada, Tallahatchie, that portion of the world. Uh, and it will get a little bit later as you go further south uh, with Christmas around the Jackson area, Christmas to New Year's. That's exciting. It's an exciting time. What you hearing some reports of some big deer? <clears throat> it's been a really great year already. I mean, just uh, from big deer in Adams County to uh, big deer cousin of mine, his wife harvested a really nice deer in in Knoxby County yesterday in the southwest end of Knoxby, not where a lot of the bigger deer often come from uh, in Knoxby County, but hearing some really good reports, really good pictures. A lot of people have some really good deer, and, and, and going along that, I hear you took a really good deer last week, huh? Well, yeah, last Wednesday, 160 and 5 eighths inch, uh, nine nice. One we had history with. My son, Jordan, had tracked it. We named it Stickers. It had kickers that came out the back. And um, and we had three years of history on it. We think it was a five-and-a-half, five- to six-year-old deer, somewhere in that range. And uh, last year, you know, if someone would have shot it last year, we wouldn't have blamed them because it was a beautiful deer last year. But the fact that it made it, um, we were really thrilled about that. Uh, we, it was like a ghost. It would um, appear on a camera at 1 a.m. and then 7 you know, PM and then, I mean, and then we wouldn't see it for days and days and then it would pop up again. Literally no rhyme or reason. So what we decided to do is just go sit in the stands and just kind of cover the area and just hope to get lucky because at the end of the day, that's really all you can do. You know, you, you know, it's on the property, but you really don't know much more than that. You don't know where it's sleeping. You don't know anything else. And it was about 5.15, and I was uh, I was hunting an area we call Bubba Duck, and it was uh, has a, a, like a levee road around a pond, and we planted the road, and that's, that's actually where the shooting house is. So about 50, 60 yards out, I wish I had this dramatic story to talk about. You know, he came out chasing and all that, but that's not what happened. He just walked out and started eating. I thought it was a doe at first, and I looked at it with the binoculars, was going to take a picture of it for my sons, and... Uh, well, when I looked at it, the binoculars, I almost absolutely passed out. <laughs> and uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the rest of the story when we come back on the other side. But this is William McKinley. He's the director, uh, the coordinator of the deer program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And uh, we'll continue the conversation on the other side. See you after this. Jerry Lake, owner of Carter Jewelers. After 49 years in the jewelry business, I'm retiring. The entire inventories of fine jewelry at both Carter Jewelers stores 
must be liquidated. This includes all diamonds, rings, earrings, pendants, gold, platinum. Everything will be liquidated at prices up to 90% off for fast sale at both stores. This liquidation will create millions of dollars of savings on one of the biggest, prettiest, and best-made jewelry inventories in the world. Carter Jewelers will still have interest-free and no-credit check financing. High-quality trade-ins are welcome. Christmas layaways are available. All sales are final. Both Carter Jewelers stores are under contract to be sold, passing the torch to the next generation after the inventories have been completely liquidated. It's been fun. I love you, Mississippi. I'm Jerry Lake, thanking everyone for a lot of great years at Carter Jewelers. Located downtown Jackson, two blocks from the Capitol on High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Ace Bolt and Screw is the place pros go for everything to get the job done right. Shop Ace Bolt and Screw now through the end of the year for incredible holiday deals on select Milwaukee, DeWalt, and Crescent tools. Get extraordinary end-of-year savings on tons of tools and accessories at Ace Bolt and Screw. Now with three convenient Central Mississippi locations. Downtown on Julianne Street in Jackson, right off 555 in Gluckstadt, Highway 49 in Richland, and now open in Greenwood. Pricing valid through December 31st. If recent hailstorms have invited lurk the leak into your home, call the experts at Watkins Construction and Roofing to find out what is lurking in your roof. Our rapid response roof team will be on top of your roof as soon as the next business day with a complimentary, honest assessment of your roof's condition and offer solutions to keep your home and family safe. Say goodbye, lurk the leak. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing today at 601-966-8233 or visit losetheleak.com. What do you have to lose but your leak? Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? The new degree of comfort. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. 
We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Kudzu Walls and Fall Football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm my friend William McKinley, the Deer Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Incidentally, I'm thrilled that I had the opportunity to do this show a little under the weather today. But, hey, man, the show goes on because I get to celebrate the incredible employees of the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. So many unbelievably dedicated and committed individuals who are really committed to conservation efforts in the state. And William McKinley is among them. Hey, when we came, when we went to break, William, I was just mentioning that I wish I could tell you this great story about this 160-inch deer I, I shot last Wednesday. But it came out and started eating. And when I looked at it with binoculars, I literally couldn't believe my eyes. That's the that's stickers. I'm thinking to myself. I grabbed my gun, you know, brought the gun up, and I mean, I was so excited. I forgot to take it off safety. And you know, and and my, my son Jordan made a good point that that he said, "Did you flinch?" And I did. I did flinch. <laughs> and so when I took the safety off, I made you know made certain not to flinch the, the second time. But I dropped it in its tracks and couldn't wait to get to it. You know, obviously, put, you know, put another round in the in the gun and watch it. I didn't want it to get up and go, but it it dropped and didn't even move. And man, it was a monster. It was just an absolute. It probably you know I, maybe I, maybe God will make me fortunate. BB from BB's processing told me. I said, man, I'm lucky when it comes to bugs. And BB said, no son, you are blessed. And I thought, wow, he's right. So uh, yeah, thank you for asking. It was an incredible experience and something that I will, will remember for the rest of my life. And it was worth getting COVID <laughs> to to to, uh, to get that deer. You may say there's not a dramatic story there, but uh sounds like it started three years ago. Yeah, so it did. In deer management, and that's the fruits. It, it may have ended rather quick and kind of, well, almost uneventful, uh, you might say. But if you look at the whole story, the whole, whole story is pretty good. So uh, watching a deer for three years, watching him grow, uh, having that. And, uh, hey, take, take pictures of that deer and put them under the mount. Uh, put them yeah. for the past few years of showing his, you know, as y'all have been able to manage that deer over the years. Uh, takes a lot of work to get a deer to that age, especially that that five percent of deer that will actually make it to that size if you let them get to that age. So heck of a heck of a thing. Well, thank you, William. And it's, yeah, you're right about that. The the drama really is in the three year journey that we were on and the close encounters and. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, you leave a you leave a deer stand, and you know, five minutes later, he came out into the food line. You know, it's like he knows when hunting hunting light is over. But uh, there are a lot of stories like that across the state. I've seen some incredible pictures that have been posted at Mississippi Whitetails on Facebook, and you see that you know people contributing those pictures to you. But we have done a good job. You guys have done a good job of teaching how do you get deer, uh, big deer. You've done a great job at that. Well, our DMAP program, uh, I can't say enough about it. You know, that's our Deer Management Assistance Program. It started as a research project between Mississippi State, our agency, and private landowners in the 70s. It's been copied by nearly every state that has white-tailed deer. And it's still going strong with well over a million acres under management. And hunters are... 
hunters participate in that program. Our biologists give them site-specific reports. And you say, well, we impacted that million or two million acres, but then they told their neighbors. And deer management spread through that program, and we may not have put boots on the ground on another property, but they learned from the property we taught, and that was the goal of the program. It was education. And it has helped with doe harvest. It has helped with antler criteria across the state. It has helped all the way around with just good sound deer management, which, by the way, turns into good overall wildlife management, both game and non-game. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We went from drought to wondering if we were going to get food plots to getting some strategic rain at the right time. Um, the food plots don't look as good as they normally do, but they're really, they look fine. You know, they're, they're producing, obviously they're producing as, as, as indicated by my experience. But we went from, is this going to turn out to just kind of turned out and suddenly we're in the moment and the leaves are falling and it's cold outside and rut is here. That transition, it, it happened pretty quickly, didn't it? It did. It did. And we finally got some much needed rain. Still, Still not anywhere near where we want to be, and I know the waterfowl hunters wish it was raining a whole lot more, but uh, we have got rain, we've got food plots going, and, and deer have been active. Yeah, I had uh, Bo Prestige on last week, and Bo talked about, he, I think he said nine pumps he's got going, and in some areas where he had them pumped up, he had to go back and pump them again because, you know, you just the water just, you know, just absorbing into the ground. Uh, all across Mississippi, duck hunters... There's either electric uh, pump, pumps going or diesel pumps going, mm-hmm. and 24 hours a day pumping that pumping that uh, water. I, you know, we're still, you know, ducks are still slow to get here, but I think, you know, my we've we've had a one or two decent hunts, but you got some really really good duck action coming as this cold weather gets here. If you have water, you're probably going to have ducks later in December and January. It's going to be exciting. Hey, listen, uh, William McKinley, thank you for all your great work. Tell everyone in your department I said hello, and uh, y'all keep focusing on, on making Mississippi the best in the nation. I appreciate you, my friend. You're quite welcome. Thank you, Ricky. You bet. Hey, listen, have a great day, and stay safe. Unload that gun. Wear a safety strap. Don't get in a stand that you don't know is absolutely solidly installed. You know the story. Stay safe. God bless you, and we'll see you next Monday. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.